Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. This is Rich Swan. Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, both the Ravens. Nevermore. Wrestle Talk. Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I'm Mr. Davis and I'm joined by Lukewarm Luke Owen. Hello, Swath Nation, and a hello to you, Mr. Davis. How the devil are you? I'm doing good. I have next to me, drumroll, rye bread starter. Oh, a brand new Ooh. starter for you, eh? I'm making a starter. For Valentine's <laughs> Day, I got a online um bread making course Mm -hmm. which i'm doing on saturday and it told me i've got to make my own starter it's gross well of course it's gross look at it it's so gross it bubbles (laughs) you feed it it goes this is the sound it makes when i open it can you not open it now and put it near to the mic so we can hear it or is that going to ruin the integrity i've just i've just fed it so a lot of (laughs) i've just opened it Let's see. Can't hear. Oh, it smells. Oh, <laughs> that did not pick up at all. I don't want to eat this. Why? Anyway, how, how are you doing? doing? How are you doing? I, I'm okay. I mean, I was going to ask oh. if you managed to recover from Elimination Chamber because, I mean, before we did the podcast yesterday, you did say to me, oh, I'm crashing. Uh, I'm, I'm crashing a little bit. That's always the way on a post pay per view. Uh, we've got another one coming up soon with Revolution. Yes. But you had your pizza at 5 p.m. I was just so my mm. question was, did that help and did you sleep well? Oh, no, the pizza does not help. It makes me horribly bloated. I get stomach cramps and I'm thirsty for a whole 24 hours afterwards. <laughs> uh, but it is what I need. I, I, I wanted it. I mm-hmm. wanted it and I had it and it was great. And then I fell asleep at half eight. No, oh, very, very nice, mate. That's a good way to be. I mean, actually, I wasn't too far behind you, really. So, on my my wife's not very well uh, at the moment, bless her. Nothing serious, nothing serious. She's just, I, I think it's like hay fever is like really getting to her. She gets hay fever oh. quite bad. It's like all up in her face. We went for a walk on Sunday around a park. And she was absolutely fine. Then we got into the car and all of a sudden, like her eyes were like sort of like watering and swelling. She was like, it was all up in her face. Anyway, on Friday night, we uh, we watched, uh, I finished work. We watched WandaVision and had some dinner. 
And it got, you know, it's 25 past seven. And my wife turns to me and was like, I, I mean, I want to watch ER, but can we just watch it in bed? And what that means is that we then just watch it on the iPad. Sexy or on a laptop time. Or something. That's what it means. <laughs> we just watch Ooh, it the- let's watch medical dramas to oh, get me in the on- mood. Has that guy lost his leg? Now I'm into it. Mm. Now, I'm- oh, now you're getting me going. Have you ever watched uh, Killing of a Sacred Deer? I have not, no. It's got Colin Farrell in and it, uh, Nicole Kidman, I think. And it opens, they're both doctors. He's an anaesthetist. Mm-hmm. And they, in the one of the first few scenes, she says, do you want to play, they're in the bedroom, do you want to play general or local anaesthetic? And he says, general. And she lays back on the bed and pretends to be asleep. <gasps> it is so grim. <laughs> 10 cc's of bonus Ooh. stat. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm going to have to go yeah. in. <laughs> but, um, so, you know, uh, if we're going to watch something in bed, that means we have to watch it on an iPad or on the laptop. And so I said, how's about this for a radical idea? How about I unplug the TV? And I unplug the PlayStation and I take both of them up to the bedroom. And we'll put three flights of stairs. Uh, We're we're on the second floor at the moment. We're not in the main suite because we haven't got uh, the beds ready for that room yet. So we're actually sleeping in the guest room currently. So there's only one flight of stairs, but we'll take it. We'll put it in the bedroom. And we're like, oh, it's so naughty. Putting a TV in the bedroom. It's It's very naughty. I know. Long story short, it's happened every single night since, with the exception of Sunday, because I was watching the the Elimination Chamber. But Friday, Saturday, and last night, I had taken the TV out of the living room, moved it into the bedroom and the PlayStation, plugged it all in. We watched a couple of a couple of episodes of ER, go to bed, and then I unplug it all, take it back downstairs into the living room, so it's there for the rest of the day. You you take it upstairs like it's a baby, like you're putting <laughs> the TV to bed. Yeah. Exactly. Every into the day. Bedroom. Uh, Isn't so it quite far. heavy? That's two trips. Yeah. Oh, oh mate. And it, well, it's multiple trips as well because I can't take the TV and the PlayStation at the no. same time because I've got a quite an old TV. It's a bulky old thing. Like the rim around the TV is about three inches. It's a proper old. It is. It's one of those TVs. Three inch rim like, is a recipe for trouble. It, it is a TV that has just about <laughs> got free view on it. Like that was, and like that at the time, it was state of the art that it had just more than the, it was able to get more than the five terrestrial channels. It was like a revolutionary thing. It was like, whoa, I could get E4 on this. It is, it's about 16, 17, maybe even 18 years old at this point. So it's a bulk. You need a new TV. So I have to take that down and I have to take the PlayStation down. So that's like two trips in of itself. Then you need a third trip to also get the two remotes because you need the PlayStation remote and you need the TV remote. I'm getting a lot of exercise in, granted. But it was last night when uh, Kate said to me, I was like, oh, should we go to bed and watch the ER? And I was like, do you want me to take the TV up? And she went, we can't. We mustn't. <laughs> <laughs> that we, We've broken the spell. We didn't do it on Sunday. We can't do it on a new week. She properly like, put her hand to her mouth like a... We mustn't. Like it's a Monday <laughs> night. We can't make this a regular habit. And I was like, but we could though. It's so much comfier to watch it on the TV than it is to watch it on the iPad. 
So having known you for your three-year period of not having a functioning light bulb in your bathroom, mm-hmm. with, th- you know, years. three, yeah. four years of mobile phone flashlight yeah. to poop oh, yeah. with. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. I don't think you you're going to get a new telly to... or a second telly. <laughs> in my defense, you just learn to poop during the day. You just train yourself to just get into a regular cycle <laughs> of things. Um, so yeah, what's yeah, it mean, what's it like having yeah. stairs though? Because you were a one floor person. Absolutely, uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm actually getting you know quite used to it because I'm using the ensuite in the main suite on the the second floor as like that's my, currently. I don't we didn't have this conversation. It just happened naturally. That's my bathroom, and Kate the the ensuite in the guest room has become Kate's bathroom, and that like. So she never uses the shower in the ensuite and the main ensuite, but she all and she only uses the one. And I never use that one. I've never used the shower in the guest suite, but I only use that one. And there was a so I I do quite a lot of walking up. Also, the background that I use for my actually good videos that's on the the second floor as well. So I have to do a lot of like walking up and down those stairs to like set the recording up in the office uh, for the sound. But uh, Kate came up to the third to the second floor the other day while I was in the shower to, to tell me something. And she was genuinely out of breath. And she was like, <laughs> that's a lot of stairs. Well, she's tiny. That's like, <laughs> it's like a lot of stairs for a normal person. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So yeah, it, I, I'm actually, I'm quite enjoying it. I, I feel like I'm getting so much more exercise in. I don't like stairs. I well, you've got live. You've got like a Nella, you've got a lift on oh, your floor. We don't use that. That's a COVID hazard. Were you talking about we've used it? Yeah, that. But then we decided not to use it. That was when <laughs> Luke came and collected the championship and kit from me. We had to do it that way. Oh, you're exposing <laughs> the one breach of COVID protocols we've ever had. Um, and yeah, we, we don't use. We use the. I guess we use those stairs now. But within the confines of my flat, all on one floor. Mm-hmm. I don't have to walk that far at all. I resent having to walk to the bathroom to clean my teeth when I'm already quite tired. That journey wakes me up a bit. What, what's the? I I should just go to straight to bed without cleaning my teeth. Sometimes oh, I think. No, don't do that. Was, oh, no, actually, do you know? Do you know the Twitter account Fesshole? Yes. Yeah, these sort of anonymous confessions and stuff. I read one on there this morning. It was like, I haven't brushed my teeth in eight days. Brushing the <gasps> the film that has built up is so big. It's going to be so satisfying uh, to brush it off. Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, but I used to, my bedroom was the penthouse. No, it was, it was just the, the attic conversion in the last house I lived in. And that took two flights of stairs to get up. And I grew to hate stairs. I never want to have that many floors in the house again. I'm gonna have a sprawling complex, but just one floor. I kind of—I mean, maybe it's just a new novelty for me at the moment. But I kind of get a kick because, like, the the ring light that I've got here in the office—I have to carry that upstairs so I can set up for actually good videos. I then make sure I'm all framed up, and I sit down and I, I check the frame and everything. And then I go back down down those stairs, back into the office, set up the mic pack on here, set up the recording on my laptop. And then I go back all the way up the stairs again, do all my recording. And then like editor James just gets to hear me 
like <laughs> just like trundling up and downstairs. <laughs> I do sing because I'm like, I'm not just going to give him dead air. He's not going to use any of it, but I'm just going to give him some singing for a little bit while I'm just carting kit around. Um, and, oh, anyway, we've actually gone way long on this intro, but we mm. have still got an outro to come yet. Um, this is the Raw Review. I uh, hope you all enjoy it. Not a lot happened on Raw, remarkably. Here's the show. Why should Bobby Lashley... Oh, no, I've started... I went into Simon Miller mode. <laughs> I shouldn't have put the should there. Why Bobby Lashley should be WWE champion. Look at this giant dome on my head, getting progressively oh, larger. Great, no, it's the strength of the hair, the lockdown hair. Why Bobby Lashley should be WWE champion. I'm Mr. Davis. I'm joined by Lukewarm Luke Owen. This is the Wrestle Talk podcast channel now. Remember, we're no longer on the Wrestle Talk channel. That's just for the news now. The Wrestle Talk News the podcast channel has its own channel. It should make everything a lot easier for you to find in the YouTube algorithms and let these videos thrive and grow in the way the YouTube algorithm wants them to. So if you haven't already, please click subscribe, enable notifications so you don't miss any future uploads. All the podcasts will now be here. But we're going to be talking about last night's Raw specifically I'm going to say it. Maybe I overreacted to the Miz becoming. <laughs> Uh-oh. Is someone having some humble pie? No, no, no. I, th I still think Miz was really badly booked. And the Money in the Bank briefcase is a joke. But I really like the Bobby Lashley stuff. And I but it's I actually can... quite a good way to go. I, I mean, we said this on yesterday's podcast, man. Like, the, there is some positives to be taken from this. And it's all about the building of Bobby Lashley. And they've done a great job of building him over the last six or so months for this opportunity, for this role. I think our argument yesterday was that the Miz was not the right person to be doing this with. And I, you know, and I, I, I stand by that because Miz's promo that he had right at the start of this show, I was like, this sounds oddly familiar. And so I went back and I and I watched it. And yeah, it's almost the exact same promo he cut when he won the title 10 years ago. And I'm like, oh, that's why I'm not into this is because it's 10 years later and he's cutting the same promo. Um, but you know what? The, the Lashley was made to look amazing. Was this a babyface turn for Bobby Lashley? Because he felt like a killer babyface at the end of all of this. I think it's more everyone else is a heel. You know, <laughs> and he's he's the coolest of the heels. WWE. Actually, I'll just quickly run through what happened, because obviously a lot of people don't watch Raw. Why would you? They rely mm -hmm. on us to tell you. So show kicked off with Miz TV Champions Edition. Miz cut a promo. John Morrison's there with him. He's run through John Cena, The Rock, Daniel Bryan, Bobby Lashley. Super clunky choice there because he hasn't run through Bobby Lashley. And then Lashley comes out with MVP and they reveal the deal that they made at Elimination Chamber was that Bobby gets the first championship shot opportunity. Quite yeah. quite a nice, you know, that's what we assumed. Uh, it works really neatly, I think, because he's just lost the United States title. Screw it. I'm going to go for the big one. Let's get in there. And maybe, you know, MVP seems like he's the one pulling the strings there. So I like that a lot. 
Yeah, and I particularly actually like uh, the Miz later on. So, like, you know, they give him an hour's alternation <laughs> to make his decision. And then we have that segment later. And then Miz is out for commentary. And I can't remember who it was. It was probably Byron or Todd Phillips that was like, you know, you made the deal. Like, the deal was that Bobby gets a shot at you. And Miz was like, I made that deal before I was the WWE champion. Now that I'm the <laughs> champion, the deal, I have altered the deal. Like, basically just, like, full on, like, the Darth vader all of this with Lando. I have altered the deal. Pray I don't alter this further being like now that i'm a champion i've got more responsibilities on my shoulder i actually really liked miz's sort of his way of trying to worm out of this situation that he's created for himself so this brings me back to my not opinion change but you know i've had a day to cool off and although miz has been booked poorly money in the bank briefcase has been booked poorly he's kind of the perfect guy to do this with if you're telling that that story beat, if you want to get the title off him quickly, like who else would you put there? But this is my worry, you know, and we've got here that, you know, why Bobby Lashley should win the title next week. And I really think that he should win the title next week. But the fact that they didn't take the belt off the Miz instantly and conspicuous by his absence on this episode was Drew McInfart. I have got a bit of a worry that next week Drew's going to cause a DQ in the main event and Miz is mm. going to effectively retain. And we're going to have a bit of a run of Miz is a crap champion and he just keeps ducking from all of these challenges, which gets old quite. I mean, I mean, let's be honest, that's what his run was 10 years ago. And it got stale as like staler than stale bread very, very quickly. And they dragged it out for months. I don't want them to drag this out any further than it needs to, right? I'm taking a lot of solace in Wrestle Voters' report that Miz is not involved in the WWE Championship picture of WrestleMania. I, yeah, they say I Bobby agree. Lashley is. I agree, but that still means that he could have it till Fastlane. And Fastlane feels like a long way away when Miz is the WWE Champion cutting these promos on Raw. Yeah, yeah. I, I, so what else happened? They have the ultimatum. Uh, Braun Strowman comes down. He's like, Braun, I should get a title shot before any of you. Sure, what, whatever. And then Shane McMahon comes in, furthering your dream match at WrestleMania. Shane Bruh, versus Braun. Bruh. He's going to jump off a thing. Do you know what it is? I think it's the gloves that make me not like Braun now. I think I just don't like Braun's new gear where he just has these little gloves. I'm like, what are you? Apart from a train driver, what are you? He's I, got I, a I, very I, tight top on. <laughs> yeah, no, I kind of, I preferred, I preferred the vest with the nipple poking out. Hmm. Oh, that one. <laughs> the, eye of, the eye of Sauron. Little peekaboo. So Strowman's, so what Shane then does is book Lashley versus Strowman in a main event this evening where if Strowman wins, he'll be added to the Lashley-Miz championship match next week. Mm. So that effectively is definitely making it Lashley versus Miz the following week. So he's, he, he books that there. So maybe the reason they didn't take the title off Miz right away is so they could they could have at least a week of build a TV announced match for a title match on Raw next week for the title change. I think that the rating would have been stronger for the opening segment of the show than it will be for the main event next week. Like, I mean, come on, the main event next week, the third hour, is not going to be as high as the opening quarter of this hour is going to be. So you're going to mm. have less eyeballs on the championship switch next week. 
Um, so after that, that meant we got Lashley versus Strowman in the main event. And I was all, I was strapped in for Strowman wins via shenanigans, triple threat next week. Strowman and Lashley cancel each other out. Miz sneaks in a win, elongate this further to Fastlane. But what happened instead was genuinely quite stunning. In that they booked Bobby Lashley. First of all, it was a it was a great. I really really like this style of match. No okay. downtime, no rest holds. Just play the hits. It was like Paul Heyman booked it, Brock Lesnar Goldberg style. Big move, big move, big move, big move. Guy, big guys getting up right away and then hitting their move on someone else. But it put Lashley in a, in a very strongly booked match. It put over Lashley huge dude i would i have been so burned by raw main events ending in dqs very rarely are you getting a clean finish in a raw main event paper like raw main events that i i wrote in my notes man i smell a dq in this match because i genuinely thought to myself there's no way they're beating bobby there's no way they're beating braun at this point either and then the match we got a was a banger of a match and b was a clean finish that I, Bobby just beat him and it made Bobby look so much better off the back of it and like credit to them I thought it was actually it was pretty wonderful yeah Miz was on commentary as well so you you had sort of Miz going oh god which yeah, which oh god. did add a, another layer uh Lashley kicked out of the running power slam and yeah, people have kicked, it. loads that, of people are kicked out of that. Well, I mean, but they, they put it over huge. They like, they have, yeah. And I don't know this for a fact. The commentary was saying like no one kicks out of that move, but I thought that was the finish. I proper brought into it as a near fall. Bobby kicking out of that running power slam really worked me. I'm pretty sure that whole Brock Lesnar match was based around kicking out of the power. But get, didn't Goldberg, Goldberg kick out of the Goldberg power kick, slam as well? Goldberg must have kicked well, out of it. Whatever. I'm sure people will correct us. But the... Uh, sorry, I just saw something about the people not receiving the live notifications. Hopefully you're here now, though. Share it around. Get people in. Yeah. Um, you be the, the notifications. <laughs> uh, yeah, it put Lashley over so strong, and then Miz runs in to attack him afterwards. Lashley just takes him out, too. Poses with the WWE Championship. This is walking Armageddon, Bobby Lashley, with the beatdown yeah. clan. They're just called the Hurt Business. Exactly. It's the Bobby Lash that we have been kind of clamoring for since he went back to WWE. You and I were there, like, you know, in the t shirt wall era of the Wrestle Talk podcast, being like, God, I wish we could have Walking Armageddon back again. Instead, we've got smiling, I've got sisters, Bobby Lashley, that just was not working whatsoever. And it's taken them a little while, but they've finally figured it out. And now we've got the Bobby Lashley that can be and should be this company's champion. And I think that he should win the title next week. But as I said at the you know the top of this, he was put over so strong at the end of this, and like he held the title up and everything. I did have this sinking feeling of like oh, he's not winning the belt next week. I think there's going to be some Drew McIntyre involvement next week, and Miz is going to be this crap champion who's just crap, and everyone knows is crap. But we just keep pretending that it's good. Uh... Bring in Jerry Lawler for a match as well. Yeah, exactly, to, to be yeah. fair, they had a great. Fair, they were great. Uh, yeah. So that the so the main event was heel Strowman versus heel Bobby Lashley for a shot at heel Miz. This was a That's very right. heel heavy show. It was prime WWE in a way. That's why I think Bobby's the babyface now. Like Bob, like honest to God, honest to goodness. 
Bobby felt like the baby face at the end of this show, like the conquering yeah. baby face who'd come over the big uh, heel in Braun Strowman and then beat the crap out of the chicken S word heel. <laughs> he looked like the biggest baby face star since Drew McIntyre on the Raw brands. Yeah, he's definitely acting as a heel, but as we've seen for the entire Attitude Era, it doesn't. Sometimes it doesn't matter if you're as, as long as you don't cheat and stuff, or like overly cheat. You you can just be a badass monster, and that'll get mm-hmm. you cheered. And I found myself at the end of this show and that main event, how strongly Lashley looked, and and considering how down I was on WWE and their decisions just twenty four hours prior, I was kind of like. I don't even want Lashley, because if the idea is Lashley wins it next week or at Fastlane and he goes into WrestleMania as champion and then Drew wins it back in front of fans, I'm not sure I want Lashley's run to be that quick. I want him to hold it for longer. That's exactly what a lot of people said this yesterday when we were talking about this, is that like one of the downsides of uh, the sort of, I think what people are expecting, which is that Bubbles wins the belts off of Miz in a very, very short space of time. But then he only holds on to until WrestleMania. And that's like, that's Bobby's first run as the WWE champion. That he's on such a roll at the moment that I almost want him to have a good run with it. But I really feel like the direction is to get Drew the big babyface win in front of the crowd at WrestleMania so that he can have that, that championship pop that he didn't get last year. Which unless you keep it on Lashley, unless, unless you, you keep, keep it on, on Lashley and Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam. Well, yeah, I suppose it depends on how hot you want to keep Lashley, really. But uh, yeah, there's a, I mean, I, I've seen a few people message me today because I gave my theory that I think that Drew McIntyre is interfering in, and I'm, I'm, I've, I've got to worry that it's going to be Drew versus Miz at WrestleMania, which just sounds pretty horrible. Um, Miz walking into WrestleMania as the champion again, and a lot of people are saying that they think it's going to be Bobby Brock, or like you know, Brock's going to come back next week to set up Bubbles versus Brock at WrestleMania. Mm. To WWE's credit, there's a lot of moving parts around the title picture and woven into this night-long thread. Because you had Shane, Braun, they, they've got their feud going on. Miz, he's friends with Morrison, who was kind of fighting for the United States title. Bobby Lashley connected to the whole Hurt business. And this is this is good stuff. Now, there is another thing in here, though, where Miz begged Adam Pearce before the ultimatum to get him out of this. And Pierce was like, sorry, I can't. And he walks off. And then the shot ends with Miz on his phone. Miz and I, Hollywood connections. I took that to mean Strowman. Oh, you think that Miz called Strowman? But Miz did. I mean, that's a very interesting idea. I don't think has have you seen anyone else make this suggestion, or is this like just something that you come off the back? That was a- that was my knee jerk reaction. Oh, he's taught, and then Strowman came out and and you know got involved in that segment, and then later on that night, just before the the match, Braun Strowman weirdly walked into the shot where Miz and Morrison were, and they they scurried off. I think I wouldn't be surprised if Strowman now interferes in next week's match oh. as a as a reverse Dogs of War. Oh, wait, so you think that Braun's going to team up with Miz and Morrison? Do you think Angel Gars is still part of that team? I don't know, but I think Shane McMahon is teaming with the babyfaces in that dynamic. <laughs> it's the access of crap. 
I mean, in fairness, like to, to, you know, to give your uh, theory some credit, they did pipe in Shane O'Mac chance for Shane to. He is a big ridiculous. old baby face. He's a big old baby face in the eyes of WWE. No longer here. He is a stone cold baby face right now. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Well, let's see what you guys think on the Hyper Chats. Remember, get in all your Hyper Chats at WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. We'll read out every single one of them before the end of the show. Bacon Rasher says, hi, lads. It took Miz to be champ to get this. I, if it took Miz to be champ to get this, I'm all in. The main event Patreon War was great last night. Bobby was amazing in his TNA run, and he can do it in WWE. Going to make Miz hurt. Uh, get Ricochet in the Hurt Business as, as US champion. All that gold, jam that jam. I don't think you need to add more people to the Hurt Business. I actually think they're much better as a as a foursome, really. And I like that we got Cedric and Shelton on the uh, the same page again. There's one person that is allowed to be added to the Hurt Business, and that is Samoa Joe standing up from commentary in his suit. Proper beatdown clan reunion. Yeah, that that works for me. James Dobinson, if Miz loses next week, does that make Elimination Chamber the most pointless pay-per-view ever? Brian wins, but is instantly forgotten as Edge chooses Reigns. Whoa, s- slow down there, Dobby. We don't know that for sure. Oh, you're right, is, Luke. Is, I, th- I think that was you that really cut out then, unless it was me. But yeah, you went very, very funny. Well, I'll say that again. If Miz loses next week, does that make Elimination Chamber the most pointless pay-per-view ever? Brian wins, but is instantly forgotten as Edge chooses Reigns. And I was saying, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's not confirmed. (laughs) We don't know that for absolute certain. Yeah, I'd put good money that it's someone else. 
Drew wins, but Miz cashes in, only to be forgotten about one week later. Brian and Drew's wins mean nothing. I mean, I was thinking about this this morning, but like both chambers had a very similar thing, which is that the people who won were then lost matches that went a couple of minutes directly afterwards. Like literally both chambers yeah. had the exact same structure. Matthew Makovsky. Hi, guys. Back again. Lashley needs to win that goddamn title next week. He looked like an absolute monster. This next part, I don't know if it's an unpopular opinion, but if the end goal is Bobby versus Drew at Mania, please let Lashley retain. I love Drew, but please... I, I'm there with you, Matthew. Yeah, I, I think I'm with you as well, Matthew. As much as I do want to, but I, I think that's actually going to make the Mania match all the better. That you know, I want to see both guys win, and I almost kind of don't mind which direction it goes in. In that case, just have Bobby beat him at WrestleMania. I think don't have Miz cash in. Don't even have Miz have the briefcase originally. And then, you know, Bobby beating Drew makes Bobby look better. Go on to that Lesnar match. DF Sports. Why would Lashley win the championship just to drop it so soon makes him look awful? Let Miz have it till Mania and let him do his thing. Miz is a good worker when they let him or have Bobby win and don't drop it. I prefer the latter. I prefer the latter. Like, I don't know how many weeks I can do of Miz cutting the same promos he was doing in his, I guess, 10 years ago. And he was kind of the same promo. Like, it is, some people, someone messaged me today, being like, oh, no, he's really, like, progressed as a character. And I'm like, yeah, if you're cutting the same promo you did 10 years ago, you are not progressing as a character, doing the exact same shtick. And that just means we're going to get the exact same title run, which it didn't work 10 years ago. And they realized that it didn't work, which is why Miz never won it again. Reese Johnson, afternoon lads. They're building up Bobby to be unstoppable, which is okay, but should have done it three years ago, not now after the sister and ass stuff. And with Drew not appearing on Raw, is there more to him dropping the title or just to build intrigue? I think it's just to build intrigue on that. I mean, you're absolutely right, but I think they've done a stellar job of rebuilding Bobby after the damage of the sisters and all the ass stuff. They've they've done a year, nearly a year of solid Hurt Business build. Uh and he had that title match against Drew last so May, good. which oh, was, was very great. good. I think it was one of Drew's best championship matches, actually. His match with Bobby. I was so good. And feuds. It's just a shame it had that little bit of Lana involved. Good God. Chris Cascio. Cascio. Howdy, y'all. I just want to say I'm super hype for the Bobby Lashley title run. But I want to ask, what percentage of a chance do we have him having the title the SummerSlam? Mm. Good money? No. Yeah, 33 and a third? Money? <laughs> I would like it though. Actually, I, I could really go with him as a t- on a title run till till SummerSlam. Mm. Power Packers ninety. It's too obvious. Maybe Miz is just the Mania champ because it doesn't matter when the tribal chief tri- tribal chief is the top champion. Here's the thing though, with Miz being the champion, like I, I, you know, some people are making the argument that Miz should walk into the champ, like walk into Mania as the champion. But what do you do with Bad Bunny then? Like you've been mm. building this feud between Priest and Bad Bunny and Miz and Morrison. Are you just gonna drop are you gonna drop all your bad bunny plans to have Miz have the title for a bit longer? There's another thing we didn't think of. Does Bad Bunny cost Miz the title? Yes, I mean there's every chance that he could do. I think it's funnier, like if I as I said on yesterday's show, I think it's really good character work for Miz is if he loses the title, but Bad Bunny still has his. And it's mm. just like, I'm still a champion and you're not. And my title run's been longer than yours has. I think that's actually good character work for Miz to work off and to, to further their feud. 
Zachary Jenkins. Hi guys, I was going to rant about how Shayna's booking is killing me inside, but was wondering, do you think Drew might interfere next week? I think he would rather fight Bobby than Miz from a character perspective. Also, can't wait for AW Revolution. Yes. Give me a great <laughs> show. Really, really good show. I'm really looking forward to that as well. But yeah, uh, I'm, I'm hoping Drew doesn't. Him. Yeah, I think it could it happen, but I don't like want it to. It doesn't feel like a Drew thing to do. Mm. Unless, of course, you know, he causes the DQ because he wants to be the man that takes the title off the Miz. Natess, WWE announced the new season of Miz and Mrs. April 12th, airing immediately after Raw. Isn't that the Raw after Mania? Mm. <laughs> I mean, it's quite I think, late, yeah. I think Miz will be champion until at least Fastlane to promote that. Also, I bet Miz challenges new champion Drew on Raw after Mania, saying he already beat him for the title. Ugh. Nate, I think you can do that without the Miz being the champion until Fastlane. Like him being champion until Fastlane does nothing to promote a show that starts two months later. But mm. Miz challenging him on the Raw after Mania as the man who's already beaten him once is probably a good way to promote the show. Um, where are they gone? Mr. Burt Wayne, Miz hires Strowman to protect the title from Lashley. That's kind of what I was thinking. And we get a fatal four-way at Fastlane featuring Drew McIntyre. So Miz is then like the chicken S-word heel against the three other monsters. <laughs> and he's got to try and defend his title. Could be a fun match, though, SummerSlam style. You know, that big four-man uh, main event. Leon Quashi, I'll just do a few more of these because they're all on Miz. Time to fantasy book. Brock returns next week to swerve us smarks and allows Miz to keep on being champion until Fastlane. Good God. Drew dispatches of Miz at Fastlane and gets a quick build for an emotional match with Sheamus at Mania. Brock versus Lashley for Mania. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, where does Sheamus fit into all of this? Again, you know, mm. got, his win, got a win tonight. Where does he factor in all this? Ben Morris, I'm on board with Lashley winning the title. I want him to go past Mania and go on a year-long reign. Ben, I would be with you, but as we've seen with Drew's run, like, I think people will get tired. Of, there is a portion of fans that will get tired of it very, very quickly. Alan Monson, if Bobby Lashley wins the belt next week, I hope he gets a good title run because who knows if he'll get another run as world champion. Drew then can face Lashley at Mania where he loses, then has a rematch down the line when he beats Bobby for the title. Yeah, I, I think that's what I'm preferring right now. And finally for now, Eli, it's kind of ironic, but also great that Lashley's last WWE run was ruined by an Elimination Chamber match. And now in 2021, you could say his career is being saved because of one. It's an interesting um, point to make, yeah. Because mm. I, I, I wonder with like the title change and stuff, you know, what you think, I suppose, you know, what you got planned for Roman Edge. Do you want to switch both titles? Do you want one to defend? Do you want both to retain? Like, are you putting the belt onto Edge? Are you having Roman keep it? So, like, maybe God. I wonder if that those decisions are going to factor into whether you keep the belt on Bobby or you go with Drew again. I'll just do this last one because it came in. Sean Blamford, Miz is keeping the title until Fastlane. Next week, Miz gets DQ'd. Uh, and it sets up a five-way between Miz, Drew, Seamus Braun and Lashley at Fastlane. Lashley wins at Fastlane and Brock comes out at the end to challenge. Lashley beats Brock at WrestleMania. You see a lot oh, of people I, got behind the Brock Lesnar thing. Yeah, I don't... Th I don't... Th I can't see the version of reality where if Lesnar returns, he doesn't win at WrestleMania. Yeah. He ain't coming back to do one job. He comes back to do a title run and lose the belt a year later. You say that, but Goldberg came back for a job. Goldberg and Brock are different. <laughs> yeah, Goldberg um, wins more. Like, Goldberg comes back so he can win. 
So, Raw opened with Miz TV. We've already spoken about that. Any more thoughts? Nope. Same promo it was 10 years ago. Nope. Bobby Lashley was wearing a pink suit. An homage to Mark Henry, maybe. That's what I thought, yeah. Uh, But the first match was Riddle versus John Morrison. Really, really fun back and forth stuff. Dude, this came out of friggin' nowhere. Like it was, you know, it's Morrison's out there to do his sort of comedy shtick with the Miz to kind of introduce him as the champion. Then you've got like the the hurt business stuff. You get this backstage segment with Riddle doing some comedy with the Lucha House Party, saying like, "Oh, I've got you to thank. You've always had my back." You know, this that the other comedy in inverted commas. Thank you. And then it's just like Riddle, John Morrison's out there. Riddle comes out for a match. I'm like, oh, okay, you know, just just a match on Raw, I guess, just a way to fill time. And dude, these two had an absolute banger of a match. This was great. Proper back and forth. They kicked the crap out of each other. This is the <laughs> best that Riddle has looked probably since he moved to Raw. This was like, this actually, this reminded me of how he debuted on SmackDown, where he was just going and having great matches with everyone. So as a way to kind of get him over, this did so much more for him than anything with the Hurt Business has done for the last couple of months. Riddle has had loads of great matches on Raw. Those two ones with Sheamus, uh, I think he had another one. It was when he entered the feud with Lashley. It was just like, nothing. Um, What really surprised me here, and I know it because I saw him just over a year ago doing it, John Morrison can freaking go still. And he's better now than he was in his first run with WWE. He's just like, I don't know, there's like that extra layer of psychology to him and the way he works. So yeah, this, this this was a really good match, just like the main event. But whereas the main event was Hoss, this was more kind of strikes and high flying athleticism. But they were non-stop. It was. It was no rest. It wasn't just a long. Yeah, no rest hold. No long period of time working over someone. This was just like I'm going to kick you in the face, then you kick me in the face. It was. I thought this was absolutely terrific. I felt like I was watching an indie show. Like Mm. it really felt like I'd gone to see. I'd gone to see Matt Riddle at a Rev Pro show where he's middle of the car and he's just like, I'm just going to go out there and have a great match. I I loved this. Yeah, bro Derek to win, hit all the spots, very decent. I'm I'm optimistic because the United States title, thanks to John Cena, was sort of built up as the work rate title. You know, that was you'd you'd watch Raw and at least he'd know, well, there's a there'll be a US title match this week and it'll be good. Which is what AEW wanted to do with the TNT title, but it never sort of caught on uh, because Team Taz had to interfere in all the promos. But I'm I'm now hopeful that we can just get great riddle matches every week. Yeah, I'd absolutely love that to bring back the United States Open Challenge. I mean, sadly, he didn't go with our idea of having the um, pizza title belt design, which is a real shame. It's a missed opportunity. It's just one. It's just one day after he won it. Hopefully, you know that's coming back. Did you see the Miz's custom plates? No. It's you know what it is. Oh, it's the. WWE logo, but turned the other way around. Oh, yeah. so it looks like an M. Oh yeah, oh. yeah, very good. Uh, we got the first, the first of two totally identical uh, vignettes hyping Rhea Ripley as coming soon to Raw. Yeah, a worrying sign they have no plans is when you just do coming soon vignettes. Like you know, we had a lot of these with EC3. We had these with Lacey Evans. I have got a pain. She hasn't done anything since the Rumble. I've got a worrying pang that there are no plans for Rhea Ripley. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. There's there's a plan, Luke. Uh, it's to it's to lose to Charlotte. 
<laughs> I don't know if that's the plan, but like mm -hmm. I, you know, Asuka's got nothing going for her at the moment aside from constantly being pinned. So, I, I do you know what? I mean, I should be hyped for Rhea Ripley versus Asuka, but they've kind of buried Asuka so far into the ground now that I'm not really into that as a title match. I'm actually probably more into Rhea versus Charlotte. I saw someone fantasy book a uh, a scenario where Asuka starts United uh, United States uh, Open Challenge, just like anyone, you know, effectively do the AJ Lee Page debut. Rhea Ripley mm -hmm. comes down, and rather than a fluke win, just destroys Asuka in a squash. Yeah, I've been out for a year. Charlotte beat me at last WrestleMania, and now I'm here to. I've taken a year out. I've trained back. You know, reintroduce her that way. Well, yeah, you said you can just pretend that she didn't come back for NXT. You can basically just mm. yeah pretend. <clears throat> Not like you can just say yeah, I've, I've been out for a year. I've had time to think. I've had time to re-strategize. Now I'm the champion. Or new, new idea, new idea, because Asuka and Charlotte had tension on this show. Rhea Ripley's their new best friend. <laughs> and, she, and she doesn't want them to fight anymore. She's like, guys, I have known you forever. Please stop fighting. You know, like the, oh, the Keith Lee uh, storyline with Drew and Seamus. Yeah. I, if only you'd done that in Australian accent, I think you really could have solved me on that storyline. I did do it in an Australian <laughs> accent. How dare you, mate? <laughs> Bad Bunny got a recap from Saturday Night Live. Then he's backstage with Damien Priest. Our truth uh, was going to cash in, but Damien Priest is like, "Don't, don't do that." Yeah. <laughs> it was fine. Yeah, I mean, we'll get to the match later on. But you know how you were saying yesterday that you got that worry that Damien Priest is involved with the twenty four seven title picture. There were a lot of twenty four seven geeks around him this week. Just, just saying on on paper, on paper, there's a lot of twenty four seven title in this Damien Priest. Uh, then we got Miz begging Pierce to stop the Lashley stuff. That's when he was on his phone. New Day and Retribution. Good God. Uh, so, oh, actually, before that, Freddie Prince Jr., former Raw creative member, made a slight cameo because what? What's a Punky Brewster? This I've it's never heard of this. I don't know. Well, it's coming back to Peacock Premium, and the cast was sort of in the Thunderdome. Get used to these awkward promotional spots, folks, because there's going to be a lot of premium peacocky ones. I like how they have to put a box around it to. This is who we're talking about. Like, so it's just because like, they're just showing like a wall of Zoom calls. They'd be like, these people here, these are the people that we're talking about. How guffins did that look? I know. This is like, you know, it looked like I drew it on MS Paint, the way this yellow <laughs> brush went round the people. And this like is the company that does all the giant AR stuff. Why isn't yeah, Roman Reigns going... But Wondry were like, what they've done here is that he's made the play and he's going to kick the ball around this way, like drawing on the screen. Now you watch this, now we go to the next stage. Here's what you do next. Yeah, it looked proper naff. But hey, Freddie Prince Jr., she's all that. Freddie Prince Jr. was on Raw again. I would love that, that kind of uh, football, Monday Night Football analysis thing, if it was Samoa Joe at ringside being like, and here's, here's how he got that pin in at the end. This was the turning point of the match. <laughs> you know, like those Taz things on AEW? I was, I was say, what you're saying is you want the Taz thing from AEW, but with Samoa Joe so doing good. it. It's so good. <laughs> Uh, anyway, we got New Day versus Retribution's T-Bar and Mace, and 
New Day, New Day won very quickly in about two minutes. And then Ali yeah. got annoyed, shouted at them. Uh, and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Retribution dominated the match. And then Kofi hit a trouble in paradise from, I don't know where, it's got the fluke pin. And then they all stood up afterwards. Ali got shouty. And that was it. This feud has sucked donkey doodle it has been real real bad because they have they have pretended to tell a story about the elimination chamber from two years ago in kofi mania but none of that is ever really happening and do they just keep winning so it's like retribution are getting nothing out of this do you think they're breaking up ali at the end here shouting at them all gave the impression that that they'll either he'll either chuck them all out and get new recruits or just break up completely or next week they become serious i think next week they beat him up they beat up harley and they kick him out of the group that's bad mia yim was (laughs) at ringside though mia yim's back so that's good because she was off for she she did she say you know the thing i think i'm not gonna i can't i can't confirm that in my head uh then we got Lash's ultimatum. Uh, then we got uh, Hurt Business versus Lucha House Party. What also was a really fun back and forth match. Tornado tag. They just, you know, no non-stop action. And crucially, Shelton and Cedric worked together. No hint of infighting to retain. Love to Sid. I just, I really enjoyed these two. I, I think that they've seemingly dropped the the infighting storyline that they were doing which i'm all for really much prefer it this way and yeah they were just you know on the same page and they won in a convincing manner looked great doing it lucha house party are kind of pretty you know they're good in this role I thought shelton and cedric looked wicked coming out of this good stuff it sucks that there are literally you know no other tag teams for them to feud with but yeah this was good they need need a story now like the hurt business hurt business is great that they've got the tag belts. Hopefully the WWE Championship is coming to them as well. Give these guys a story. Just a story that isn't them infighting. Because that was a story. Yeah, so yeah good just point. Not, just not that story. I meant a good story. I thought that was implied. <laughs> okay, then we got the Damian Priest versus Angel Garza match. Angel Garza got a bit of offense in here. Uh, it was quite yeah. nice to see. But it was, was also... Yeah, it was also Damien Priest could power out with his deep voice. And he, 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 I, he's got such a cool comeback where he effectively punches your punch, but, but does it harder than you and you end up on the worst side. And he, he won in the end. Yeah, I was surprised at how much Garza got of this match. Don't think we should be having <clears throat> Damien Priest be selling this much for, for Little Angel Garza. Because it's not like you're doing anything with Gaza, so just go. And we've already seen Priest dominate him once, so just if you if you're gonna do the match again, just do that again, I guess. It was only only a couple of minutes of selling, and I think there is an argument there that it is to to build to the Priest's power comeback. So it's it's, it's not McMahon. a re- it's it's Vince McMahon's formula. Yeah, it's not a red flag to me, but this is week four of Priest being on the main roster. And he, after this, after a match with Angel Garza, Drew Gulak and Akira Tozawa ran down to get the title off Bad Bunny and he beat them both off. Mm -hmm. 
Sure did. Bad Bunny beat them off as well, um, you know, helping out there. <laughs> it's always good to double team. Um, so, yeah, it, it, I still, do you know what? I am still going to bat for Priest. I don't think he's in the 24-7 title picture. I think the 24-7 title picture is trying to get to him, but he is beating them off left, right, and center. And they're still not in this. He's not in the title scene. He's not become a 24-7 geek yet. I've still got faith that WWE, because you know, he's still with Bunny. I think they've still got big plans for him. It just depends on what they're going to do with Miz now. If Miz is walking into Champion Mania, then the, the Bad Bunny needs a new feud. I think the idea for Miz to cash in was done relatively last minute. Maybe not last, last minute, but definitely after they'd already thought, let's do Bad Bunny versus Miz at Mania. And now they're like, ah, but Miz was also involved in this thing. Okay, we'll just we'll just have them treading water for three weeks then. Yeah, that is a bit of a concern. There are times actually I was thinking about this with WWE, and but you know, it happened a lot on this show where, because I, I, I mean to give kind of like my sort of overall thoughts of this show, it is remarkable that after having a show where Miz became the WWE champion, that you presented a show where virtually nothing happened. It was actually pretty impressive. And the show feels like, do you remember like early days of the pandemic when both AEW and WWE were like, well, we want to do some <coughs> big angles, but we're going to wait till fans come back. So we're just going to keep sort of holding off until we do. AEW were very guilty of this. I've been like, well, we're not going to do any angles just yet because we don't know what the situation is. So it just felt like you were watching episodes of Raw and, and Dynamo. It was like, yeah, but nothing's happening because <laughs> we're just treading water. Raw really feels like we're just treading water at the moment. There's no build towards anything. Not even like not even WrestleMania. I I disagree. I'll get into that at the end of the the play by play review part because you know Rhea Ripley, she's main roster call up. We got the exact same promo next. And talking of nothing happening, Luke. Randy Orton vomited black liquid next. This, but this is what I mean. Like this feud is doing the same thing week after week after week. This feud has gone nowhere since he set him on fire. Look, he hasn't previously vomited black <sighs> liquid. That yeah, was like, Alexa Bliss who did that. Cool. So we're, oh man, this feud is going nowhere fast. It's the same crap every single week, just with a different variation of the same shade of shite. And I don't like it. I can't kill. It's like, oh great, now he's coughing up blood. Do you know what? Oh, black bomb. Next week he'll just do something else. They don't know how to do this story long term, but they feel like they have to to get it to WrestleMania. And I'm sitting there thinking, like, man, we've got another six, eight weeks of this, and they have. They haven't got enough to fill the one, let alone six. So Randy cut a promo backstage in that ring area they have, and he said he keeps on getting distracted. He got distracted at the gauntlet match last week, lost at the chamber because he was distracted. He wasn't focused enough when Kofi rolled him up. Uh, would have liked to have seen some follow-up on that. That's unfortunate. And he realized he's not distracted by the Fiend. He killed the Fiend. He's distracted by Bliss. Now, he did let, when he was saying this, he did, <coughs> I thought, oh, that's weird. But it was actually quite good foreshadowing because then he vomited black liquid over himself and walked off shot. But the best thing of all of this, as it always is with these stupid supernatural segments, is when they cut to the commentary. <laughs> And they've got to they've got to act and they've got to act and then Tom Phillips has got to go, oh man, well we've got to try and refocus on the action in yes. the ring. <laughs> refocus was that so I've I wrote I'm gonna do this from now on if I remember. 
I'm going to write down the the, the the announcer lines to transition from that. A man being poisoned at best, supernaturally cursed at worst. How they transition from that into the next segment. So Byron Saxon said, what was that? And Tom Phillips said, let's refocus now on Lacey Evans's pregnancy. <laughs> Speaking of wrestling, um... it could be the freaking Antichrist for all you know, Tom, with everything that's going on right now in WWE. Also, because they've recapped this later on. So the way that this segment went is that Randy's cutting his promo and he's talking about what he's been distracted by, which is Alexa Bliss. So he'll be like, I'm actually distracted by Alexa Bliss. And it will then show a recap of Alexa Bliss doing something last week. And then Randy's like, so was Randy Orton poisoned by the recaps? Was like seeing the recaps what poisoned him? It could, it could have triggered something. You know, like the black bile is a substance within our own bodies and the, the body works in mysterious ways. Oh, it's interesting. So you think Alexa Bliss, the, the, the hex spell that she put on Randy Orton was like the next time that you show a recap you're going to spew black bile, knowing that one of the big things of this feud is showing recaps of the previous week. Luke, I think I was hit by the same curse. <laughs> I hate recaps in WWE. After that, uh, let's refocus, because then we got Flair and Asuka taking on Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. I thought uh, my first line of notes on this was a pretty big match, this, actually. You know, I wonder how much of it will be about Charlotte. <laughs> Most, most of it, most of it, yeah, was. it turns out that all, all of it was pretty much because once again, the heels worked over Asuka for the Charlotte Flair hot tag. Charlotte, they were putting over like Charlotte Flair is so distracted at the moment with the Lacey Evans announcement while Charlotte Flair is kicking ass and taking names and beating them both up. I was like, oh, she is distracted, isn't she? Heels worked over Asuka, Flair gets the hot tag, they work over Flair for a little bit and then they pinned Asuka again. Nia Jax has pinned both the Raw and SmackDown Women's Champion in the space of 24 hours. So Charlotte accidentally knocked Asuka. But, you know, that was just one strike. And then Nia Jax hits the lamest leg drop. Yeah. And that's enough to put away Asuka. It is, um, you know, I, I'm a guy who likes to look at patterns in things, but I'm also not someone who necessarily takes causality out of those patterns. But when I think about the WWE women's division, wasn't it really good between like May and sort of October, mm -hmm. maybe November as well? You had the Asuka stuff uh, uh, when she won it. And there was this, it was most of the Sasha Banks Bailey stuff that crossed over from SmackDown to Raw and then just mostly on SmackDown. But then Charlotte came back and it found an extra layer of rubbish. I'm going to disagree with you here because I've got a different theory on this, which is that the summer stuff that we all loved with Asuka was nothing to do with WWE being invested in Asuka. It's just that they really liked Banks and Bailey enough mm. to put them on all three shows. <clears throat> so as soon as you stopped the Banks and Bailey stuff, they were like, well, we're not interested in Asuka, so we're just not going to push her at all. And then Charlotte's come back, and now they're like, well, Charlotte's back now, so we'll just put all the focus on her instead. Asuka is, may as well not be the champion. I, just take the belt off of her. That's why I quite like the idea of Ripley just coming out and squashing her next week. 
Like yeah, at least Asuka so can then, yeah. It's yeah, no I'm slide so on Asuka. Yeah. She's been booked no. so poorly. Uh, but Asuka slapped away Charlotte's hand after the match, like, no, I don't want your help. Uh, but they're best friends. And Our friendship is over. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. Jeff Hardy took on Sheamus. I've got nothing to say about this. Sheamus oh, won. Right. It was I pretty do. physical. I've got, I've got one note. Sheamus wins. <laughs> Charlotte then, <laughs> Charlotte was backstage and they have, like, I thought this was pretty good. This Charlotte was, and Rick. Honestly, this is the best flair performance in quite some time in WWE. This was genuinely great. This is yeah. the best acting that these two have done together because Charlotte, like, for, you know, she's a great wrestler. One, you know, one of the best in the, in the company. But she's wooden as all heck when you're doing backstage segments. Here, though, not a hint of wood about this whatsoever. She was just like really affable and this felt like so genuine. And I thought Flair felt genuine as well. This was some genuinely good acting. I think they were, obviously, they, it's father and daughter working together. And I, it's, they seemed like they were potentially hitting on some potential grains of truth there in their relationship. And they, they, they leaned into that well, Stanislavski and acting. So, yeah, I thought this was good. The basic premise was Charlotte was telling Rick to go home because she wanted to be her own person, you know, her own person who wears a robe and does the woo and does the figure four tribute. Uh, but, you know, and, and Rick kind of like, I thought last week we said, okay, well, a good thing to do here would be to keep Lacey Evans around, heal it up with Ric Flair, um, at least have her on screen because you've you've done you've done a month or so of this already. Why, why not just keep her about as an on-screen presence? But this to me said they are dropping that hard yep. because Rick apologized for ever getting involved with Lacey. Said he's you know he never said that he was the father, and yeah, he's going to go home. Yeah, that was and that was it. He was like, I just thought I could expand the brand, expand expand the flair brand. It's easy for me to say. This is why I'm not a promo. I'm not an actor either. And I used to be. And then um and then like, you know, Charlotte kind of like made her arguments, Flair made his, but the crux of this was, yeah, it, it felt like we're dropping the relate like the the partnership stuff with Evans and Flair. Evans isn't coming back to TV either. Flair's going off in her own direction, which one would presume is winning the title. Mm, that's what I got from it, definitely. Uh, after that, we got, oh, this was the worst thing on the show for me. Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose in the ring with Lana and Naomi, number one contenders for the women's tag team titles, if you don't count NXT as well. Nobody got entrances. A minute of action at best. Lana and Naomi pinned... Uh, Mandy Rose with a sort of double X factor thing. And then it was over. This was the most diva era toilet break I have seen in quite some time on WWE. Yep. I just read here. What was the point of this match? There was a moment when Philip said, well, this is a very important match in the women's division standings. I'm like, they're already the number one contenders. How is this an important match in the standings? Yeah. Hopefully this does not become... I just, it's better to just not do this match. Hopefully yeah, this totally. doesn't become a, a, a thing. It felt, it felt... This was a horrible flashback to how poorly the women's division used to be presented. After that, we got AJ Styles versus Ricochet, which was... They had a good match. Of course, it's Ricochet and AJ for the time they were given, but it was mostly about Amos and how tall he is. I, I, I'm going to... I mean, yeah, it was a lot of about that. 
And it was only until I was checking Twitter afterwards, and I don't know if they've talked about this on Fightful. I haven't had a chance to listen to the podcast yet, but I'd imagine uh, my girl Denise would have brought this up. But Sean put up a post yesterday saying that they're protecting AJ Styles better than most of their champions and their challenges. Like they're really protecting him. And I was like, oh, it's because he's having a match with Triple H at WrestleMania. That's probably why he's being so protected is to make him look so good so that he can then have the big time match with Triple H at Mania. I'm potentially uh, that I could definitely see that happening, but I just feel like it's more to get Omos over. And AJ's a great hand. I mean, usually, you know, you travel with the guy. I wouldn't want to travel with Omos, though. There'll be no legroom in the car. But AJ, like, usually put the the younger, the, the, the sort of rookie with the veteran and AJ. And it's a way to get Omos over. Um, but to what end? So Omos and AJ can eventually have a match. But, when Omos... but with whom? Because AJ's not feuded no, no. in ages, but he's just winning all the time. Against each other. You reckon against each other? You reckon that's the Mania matches, AJ versus Omos? I don't see... It's weird, though, because they've been thick as thieves, really. It's been nothing but nice to Omos. It's not like he's been dressing him down, so maybe it's a longer-term thing. Tag match, yeah, could work. I just... Uh, triple, it's Triple H's time of year, but what do you want to well, miss this yeah. year? Well, that's what that. Well, it's back in front of fans, though, isn't it? So Triple H missed it last year when there were no fans in place, but now it's the time for him to come back when there will be fans there. So, I, I know I am. I'm. This is purely from a cynical point of view, you know, as to the the, the, the Triple H thing. But Triple H has, you know, and AJ has said that if he want, you know, he'd love to have a match with Triple H, and Triple H has said he'd love to have a match with AJ, and it's the sort of WrestleMania match that I could see. Triple H wanting to do is a match with, with AJ. And what better way to make AJ look credible than to build him up for months and months and months and months with no feud so that you can then have the big time match with, with the game at Mania. Triple H hasn't had an entrance for two years. I want my WrestleMania entrance. Uh, yeah, potentially. I just don't know how Omos factors into all of this, though. Omos picked oh, I, up I Ricochet. I, oh, yeah. I know how he does. He stands on the outside and looks tall. Hmm. Omos picks up Ricochet after Ricochet's been beaten by the just by the neck. I think Ricochet helped him a bit, but it's still impressive. Held him up there, threw him down. Uh, I think they're doing a great job with Omos. Mm -hmm. Really are. Like this is, you know, the third attempt. It's kind of like the Rustle Podcast channel. You know, it, it's gone through various changes, gone through a few gimmick changes. Uh, uh. But like, you know, it, I think this is the best of the presentations, much like the Rustle Podcast channel. It's the best of the presentations that we've that they've tried thus far. I think this is getting him over massively. Like it is, no pun intended. He generally feels like a really great presence on the card. Uh oh, from Chazza. I haven't watched Raw Talk, but Chazza has said on Raw Talk, it looked like they might be hinting AJ and Omos going after the tag titles. I wouldn't hate that. I honestly, no. I would not hate that whatsoever. I will say, though, I mean, Xavier Woods <laughs> also hinted he was going to have a match with Mia Yim. So I wouldn't take anything <laughs> that happens on Raw Talk too seriously. But yeah, I mean, I was going to say, like, AJ and Omos going for the tag belts. And it, it, we were saying that the Hurt business could do with a good storyline yeah. and a good feud. What better way to give you know give Omos the rub than to have I mean it's a, a belts that mean nothing, but at least it's a, you know it's a title win. Uh, and then we got the main event that we've already covered. So overall, I I actually quite enjoyed this episode of Raw, uh, mainly just because it was all about building Bobby Lashley, and I liked the Riddle match. And I thought most of the in ring action, not in the women's division, but the men's action was 
really quite decent when it got time. Uh, yeah, I, I, it's still, you know, it's it's raw. The the bench line, the benchmark is very very low, but I, I thought it was better than most weeks. Yeah, I don't know. I wasn't massively into this show. Like the, all the Bobby stuff, I think was great, and the Riddle um, John Morrison match was awesome. But that was kind of a bad it. A lot. My issue was that most of the matches felt like they meant nothing. You know, mm. her business beat the Lucha House Party, but it meant nothing. AJ beat Ricochet, but it meant nothing. Naomi and Lana beat Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose, but it meant nothing. Sheamus beat Jeff Hardy, and I forgot that it happened. Like everything on this, it felt like a show of just treading water, aside from the Bobby Lashley stuff. And when you've got a three-hour show and only one storyline feels like it's advancing, like that's that's not a good show. And I, so I was mm. I was very bored watching this, which I found astounding considering how much came, like could have come off from the back of Elimination Chamber. So it was a two out of five show for me. But you know what? The poll uh, we put on our community tab is more thinking, uh, it's more aligned with you. 50, 60% in fact, calling it an average show with basically the same 17 and 14% thinking it was four out of five, <coughs> a two out of five show. So yeah, everyone thought this was pretty much bang in the middle. Yeah, that is a huge win for average there. In the hyper chats, Al Akalakur Rahman says that Miz promo at the beginning was all I needed. So heartfelt. Very few people in wrestling can cut a promo like that and make it as meaningful. Miz knows he is going to be transitional champion, yet he is making the best of this opportunity. Awesome. I'm going to respectfully disagree. Bacon Rasher, hi again, lads. So hot take. Cena wait. Cena was on the phone to Miz. To set up Hollywood Miz and Cena versus Priest and Bad Bunny at Mania. Drew beats Bobby at Mania. Drew gets booze. Drew equals New Roman. On a serious note, best wishes to Anna Jay for a speedy recovery. She was uh, aggravated an injury. Looks like she's going to be out for six to 12 months. Oh, it's horrible timing for Anna Jay. That's really, really awful news. Hate to see Hopefully, that. Hopefully she can stick around in the Dark Order uh, doing skits and stuff. Uh, but no, no bacon rasher. Do not turn Cena heel here. Of all the yeah. of all the times, <laughs> Matthew Robinson. I thought this was a good way to build Bobby Lashley in this show, at least. Hopefully, they give it to him and be only the second African American champion after Kofi. If they don't, I do believe it shows that certain people are only allowed mid card. You say that, but Miz is the champion, so clearly other people can be. Uh, and Dolph Ziggler's been champion before, so you know, stranger things have happened. I think uh, Matthew is talking more about the racial element to this. Oh, I see what you're saying. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. No, sorry, I didn't pick up on that. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think that Bobby is someone that, that, like, since day one. You know, I'm going back to like 2005, day one of Bobby Lashley. He has been a Vince McMahon project. Like Vince feuded with Bobby Lashley because he wanted him to be a WWE champion. He Vince handpicked him to be the face of ECW when Paul Heyman was like, no, it's CM Punk. He's like, no, 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 it's Bobby Lashley and you're going to like mm. him and get out. So he got out. He is a guy that Vince has always wanted to push. He just didn't really know how to do it. And you can see that when he came back and it was like, oh, you're going to be the smiling man who does the stalling suplex and you love your sisters. And that's the Bobby Lashley that's going to make you a champion. It's taken them a little while, but I think they're now there. 
And this is the this is the Bobby Lashley that Vince has always wanted to be a top champion. So I, I've got faith that they they're going to keep him as a top guy for for you know a long time to come. Matthew Robinson again. I think Bobby is the perfect is perfect to fill this role. He is Vince's perfect thought of a champion. What does it mean if he doesn't get the title? If not, WWE will look very racist due to this. I believe. I don't think it necessarily makes WWE look racist. I just think it makes them look bad at their jobs because they sh- they should put the title on Bobby. And it, it very much does look like they will. Like, surely, yeah. surely. Uh, Luchabot. Unless Drew getting involved. Luchabot. I rewatched your reaction to Miz's title win a couple of times yesterday and couldn't stop laughing. Glad you got enjoyment out of it. Hello. If you wanted Lashley with the title... MVP messes with who gets chosen for the Elimination Chamber. It becomes Drew Shelton, Cedric, MVP, Lashley, and someone like Jeff Hardy to get murdered before Drew comes in. Drew eliminates some, but Lashley wins at the end. Yeah, I mean, the problem with that fantasy booking, it it sort of works, but because of the nature of the match, you had to have a a sixth name in there. And it was like, oh, let's just say Mo. And it's so like the match, the fantasy book sort of works, but the, unfortunately, the, the match limitations uh, drag your idea down. Joey Robertson, I get where you're coming from with Miz, but to me, the crappy mid card dickhead winning a belt from a champ who just won a six man elimination chamber match and then beat down by hired mercs uh, with a contract he didn't earn is excellent wrestling storytelling, especially for Miz. I think it's better with a different character. Because we've done it, we did it with Miz ten years ago. I just think it's time to move on from that. Personally. Yeah, I've gotten I've gotten softer on on the idea. I agree with you. Like that is that is it's a good story. Like as you write it on paper, makes total sense. Uh, but yeah, my frustration and disappointment yesterday came from that it's Miz. The guy who's been booked so poorly for a year. Joe Robertson continues to continue my last chat. I totally get that his recent booking was awful, but I highly doubt Miz will be holding that belt on pay-per-view anytime soon. Uh, Still very glad he got a great cash in. Too bad. No one was there. Hope it was, hope it is quick though. It can get old fast. Well, I mean, but he did have a cash in at TLC and that really worked. (laughs) I I, I thought the cash in at TLC was brilliant. You know, me and Denise talked about this on the Friday show last week, but I think that added so much drama to that TLC match, which is already a really good match. But Miz cashing in just made it even better. And I think that actually would have been a great end to Miz holding on to the, the Money in the Bank contract. Oh, oh should we take over? You. Sorry, yeah, sorry. I was waiting for the invite. Uh, on the subject of Drew, um, who, you know, I'll be honest, I've seen a lot of people turn on you know, in the last few weeks where people really turned on him after Elimination Chamber. Justin says, um, a legend will screw Drew, uh, Drew over in the WrestleMania main event, just like Rock did Cena. Miz will remain champion because WWE knows he gets a reaction out of us, no matter if it's good or bad. I feel like they like Drew and Bobby enough to not do that. Benjamin John Milne, maybe alone in this, but to transition from Drew to Mitch to Lashley to Drew just for the crowd popper mania feels a little bit tainted and muted now. If you're going to do the Drew mania uh, crowd <coughs> pop, wait until next mania. No Ill, Ill feelings towards Drew. I am Scottish. Yeah, I agree. And I think the more we see of this Lashley character, the more everyone wants it to be a long title reign, not another transitional one. Uh, Kevin says, no Drew on Raw means, in my opinion, we won't have a finish next week. Yeah, that was my thoughts as well. He's going to interfere in the match to set up a triple threat at Fastlane. Miz will get pinned and the other two will move on to their program for WrestleMania. 
Yeah, I uh, Yeah. <laughs> Raging Rhino. Raging Rhino 10101. Pitch for next week. Drew appears to interfere, but Sheamus comes and stops him, setting up them for Fastlane, maybe as a number one contenders match. Well, that's we pitched that on yesterday's show, but it was that you don't need to have like an interference fight. It was just Bobby beats Drew. Oh, sorry, Bobby beats Miz, and Drew and Sheamus have a match at Fastlane for the number one contenderships fight at Mania. Uh, and Hello says, I think you can hold off on Bob versus Drew. AJ still doesn't have a Mania event story. Drew versus AJ for Mania. Sheamus versus Drew. Uh, then Sheamus versus Drew, then Drew versus Bobby at SummerSlam. Has Drew do a title chase to get those fans back on his side and Bob as the dominant champion for six months. Ah, oh, Lashley's hot now. You want to strike now, not in six months' time. WWE make that mistake all the time. Uh, but, that, but I think that's what they're saying is that, you know, you have Bobby win, but you don't do the Bobby versus Drew match at Mania. So you do Bobby versus oh. AJ at Mania and then you build towards Drew versus Bubbles at SummerSlam. I see. Okay, I'm with you, Hello. I like that. Uh, uh, do you want me to continue? You go. Oh, thanks, Pete. Uh, Adam Ulrich says, new Asuka intro from Asaka Japan. She is the Raw Women's Champion. No, seriously, she really <laughs> is. We know. Can't believe it hasn't worked out either. Asuka. I like A that. Stunning, stunning amount of ineptitude. Azo Smith. So why does Nia get to pin both women's champions on back-to-back nights? What's, what is it with WWE always pinning their women's champions in meaningless tags instead of, oh, I don't know, building a story for their world title? Asuka hasn't defended on pay-per-view since Clash of Champions. Uh, to be fair to WWE, it's not that's not their women's champions specifically. They do it to their men's champions, their tag team champions. It's just champions they don't care about. Yeah, that's the case. You don't get Charlotte doing this when she's champion. No. Uh, Matthew Robinson, I believe that the, they think this whole drama backstage with Charlotte will make her look like the baby face, but it doesn't But it doesn't make her a heel. I believe Charlotte should have the title most years and lose to a baby face. You're high on a WrestleMania perfect formula. Um, I think mm. Charlotte's winning the title of Mania. Like, I, 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 but to be honest, like I'm not down on that idea because you're doing nothing with Asuka and just kind of keeping the title, like keeping the title cold. Charlotte as the baby face, Asuka as the heel. That's the story we're going to be forced. Oh, oh, oh well, of course, absolutely. She's she's the foreigner. She's the of course she's going to be the heel <laughs> in all of this. Um, Ronald Cahill. So after Roman, Nia is the most dominant champion on the main roster. I mean, she does win a lot. Like she is pretty much undefeated at this point. Wayne Pereira says, "Hope Asuka is okay. Looked like she was knocked silly from Shayna's kick. Might be off TV for a bit while she sorts her teeth out. They went flying. Can't catch a break." Yeah, so Shayna struck Asuka, knocked a tooth out. Wrestlers cut. That is like the easiest thing for a wrestler. It sucks. I would not want it to happen to me. But rest, you, don't, you do not become a pro wrestler without having your teeth knocked out at least like twice, three times a year. Uh, so she, she'll be fine. Remember it sucks, but she'll be fine. Yeah, he was back like the next two weeks yeah. after. Uh, five star. I think you are right about the age group thing when it comes to The Miz. I'm just about to go into my early 20s, and I love seeing The Muzz as a champion. It's a huge step up from seeing the likes of Goldberg being a champion again. Uh, at least, I mean, this sounds, I know that people think this is a very silly argument because it's pro wrestling, but at least Goldberg feels like a credible champion. Frank Marina, new formula. Get beat down and lose as much as you can. Win the title like Miz and Riddle. Yep, it's one go. of the... It's it's a terrible thing. It worked for Daniel Bryan in spite of that. 
and WWE thought that was a formula for success, and they've done it ever since. One of the worst things that's ever happened to WWE. Uh, James Dobinson again. Champion Lashley with MVP as his mouthpiece could be gold. Charlotte with an actual proper excellent babyface promo. Ali is going to get the crap kicked out of him by the rest of Retribution. Alexa and Randy are getting nowhere without the fiend. There you go. They're going absolutely nowhere fast. <coughs> yeah, and I agree with you. I do think that Ali's going to like next week. Ali shouts at them again, and they all just beat him down. And then, yes, and then the group splits up, and they get renamed, rebranded, back to their old gimmicks. And we pretend that none of this ever happened. It's a Smith. Love the Lashley presentation. Really enjoyed Riddle versus Morrison. Can we please please have John Morrison back as a singles star? He is so good. One other thing, Nyra's pinned the SmackDown and Raw Women's Champions two nights in a row and doesn't care. I wonder if we could, you know, a potential fancy booking here, Fastlane, should we have a triple threat match where it's like Nia can pin either the Raw or SmackDown Women's Champion? So it's Asuka, Banks and Jax. You know, Asuka says, like, I've pinned both the champions. I should get a shot of both of them. It makes sense. And it'd be quite a fun way to lean into the fan base's dislike of Nia. Have yeah. her go up against Asuka and Banks. Put all the titles on the line, but only for Nia. So yeah, if Asuka wins or Sasha wins, they only retain theirs. But if Nia wins, she wins both their belts. Oh, so she's Nia two belts. People would ha- should be three belts. Should be the tag champ as well. <laughs> right. <laughs> or oh, the darkest timeline. The only lemon. So AJ's pod never officially opened by WWE's own Miz logic. He was never eliminated. Hashtag justice for AJ. P.S. Thanks for all the content and keeping me entertained with my long work days. You're, you're welcome. You're welcome. welcome. Chris Jenkins. He was officially in though. Like there is a he's now officially in the match. Chris Jenkins. When Randy spit up black viscous fluid, my initial thought was Randy should have got the same vaccinations that Dean Ambrose did a few years ago. Love you guys. Have a great day. Saw producer Rich in the chat being hoping that it was going to be the return of Papa Shango. I don't think it will be, but we can hope. Uh, Matthew Robinson. I think this is the best that the 24-7 champion has looked. Love Damien Priest defending him. Hope this push continues. What do you guys think? Man, I hope they do push Damien Priest, just not with the 24-7 geeks, I think, as a, as a credible mm. star. Dar Train 24 I realise this is unpopular, but I popped when Miz cashed in his first money in the bank. I was at the 40-man rumble when he retained, and I was the only one in the building cheering, and I love this. As Kane would say, embrace the hate. Cool, yeah. <laughs> I mean, everyone's entitled to their opinion. If you like the Miz, then you like the Miz. No skin off my nose. Chris Perez, who treats their women's champion worse, WWE or AEW? I think it depends uh, on the champion and the time. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like currently, if you're talking about Asuka, then yeah, I think AEW are treating Hikaru Shida better. But that's not that's not exactly a high bench. Like that's you know, it's a high threshold to get over because they've done nothing with Asuka for months on end. Um, but like Io Shirai, I think they've done a great job in in yeah. booking her. Same with Sasha Banks outside of uh, Elimination Chamber. Bailey before then. Yeah. Ben Morris. Other companies can book year-long storytelling and keep it interesting. Fantasy booking, I know, but Lashley as champion, backed by tag champs and uh, MVP as a mouthpiece, will be good or great. Why does this company not see a good thing when they got it? Jam that jam. Ben, they may have done. Like, we may be talking about, you know, Drew winning the belt back, but hey, it could be a Lashley retention and going on a long run. And, and like as a way to essentially swerve us thinking that it's going to be Drew but actually Bobby's going to have a lengthy run and I could, I'm could i all in on that 
And they've the her business have been massively pushed for ages. They're the tag champs. They they had the, a long running US title reign before then. Oh, I think I think it's very good stuff. Mm-hmm. Hot tag. I agree. Uh, Eli says, uh, more random question. What are your dream intergender matches? I've got three. Nyla Rose versus Keith Lee. They'd absolutely batter each other. Asuka versus Jungle Boy and Rhea Ripley versus Hangman Page. I don't really have any intergender dream matches. Usually you need quite a good story for me to get invested in it. However, is it Mizunami from the AEW Women's Eliminator tournament? Which, I don't know who you're talking about. Uh, The woman who eliminated Makiito. Mizunami? Mizunami? Oh, yeah, yeah, Ryu Mizunami, yeah. Her versus Suzuki. <laughs> yeah, That's what I great. want. Yeah, I like that a lot. Actually, speaking of that, Meiko Sasamura versus Minoru Suzuki. You know, these mm-hmm. those, like old legends who are just going to kick the crap out of each other. That'd be pretty rad. Um, your Gadget M8 says, AEW exploding barbed wire deathmatch. WWE The, the Miz? And uh, Nate S said, finish the Valentine's patron review and have one big takeaway. Ollie and Luke made up that they are best friends again, thanks to Ollie's jealousy over Rory. Yay, yes, please. Nuh-uh, nuh-uh. We have not made up. We still viciously hate each other. We're eternal foes. It's just that I don't like Luke being happy even <laughs> when he was a kid. And Rory was his, I guess he was his best friend. Then. Yeah, he was one of my best friends at school. Yeah, good guy, Rory. We um, we were recording our um, patron exclusive um, shout out videos um, today. Me and Laurie were doing one, and if we've talked about doing these before on the on this podcast, essentially what happens is we don't actually decide what we're going to do on any of the personalized shout out videos. They just usually come in the moments. Like you, if you and I sit down to do one, you'll send me like, "What do you want to talk about?" I don't, I don't know. We'll work it out when we press record, and something something will naturally just come right. Great sell for the exclusive Patreon tier uh, to get your own personalized video. The sell is coming. So me and Laurie did one today, and we did a BuzzFeed quiz. (gasps) Check this out as a title. Here are 17 classic food combinations that most people love. Do you? Oh. And so you go through this. You click yes or no, and it tells you the percentage of the results of like how many people have said yes and no. So, for example, bacon and avocado. Lovely. Love it in a sandwich. 58% said yes. Chocolate and strawberries. Yep, I could go for that. Yep, 58% chocolate and strawberries. Absolutely love it. Chips and mayonnaise. Oh, what a, that's, that's the best one so far. Love chips and mayonnaise. 60% said mm-hmm. yes. Nation's favourite condiment. Yeah. Salmon and cream cheese. Oh, oh, in a bagel. Slap it up yeah. for me. Slap it up, yep. Tesco Metro meal deal. 52%. They're better apart. What? I know, right? And then, get wait for this one, lamb and mint sauce. One of the best condiment meat combos of all time. Second only to pork and apple. 60% no. Get out. <laughs> That's exactly what, it's the sweariest uh, Patreon shout-out video I think I've ever been a part of because Laurie was flabbergasted by some of these results. 
It's outrageous. Is it? Is it from? Is it like a U US based one? Do they? Do they know the beauty of mint and lamb? Well, this is what we were asking. We weren't sure as to whether or not this is obviously because oh. it's likely just like a you know a worldwide thing, right? But what I what we then want to know is what's the breakdown of like those who said yes, those who said no, geographical locations, age, because like chips and gravy surprisingly uh, was sixty three percent. Sounds good. I would have some gravy sonnet. I agree, but I would have thought, given that like lamb and mint was no, I would have thought chips and gravy would also be no, but it was yes. I can only assume that goddamn Gen Zers, <laughs> with their veganism, are getting up in this BuzzFeed article because I'm pretty sure it's is BuzzFeed a Gen Z thing. Or is that a millennial thing? <laughs> I was going to say, it's very much a millennial thing. I it's think BuzzFeed, well, it's, it's our generation, mate. No, 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 no. It's not mine. And it's not Ronda Rouse's either. We are separate. <laughs> <laughs> That's a deep cut. <laughs> a big um, idiot that she is. Yeah. Uh, that's crazy, though. I mean, you know, one of my favourite pub discussion topics, long like, soon may they reopen, is is what is the best meat meat condiment combo. Because I genuinely go back and forth, whether it's lamb and mint or pork and apple. I think for me, it's lamb and mint. I think that is a beautiful... That's number one. Beautiful, yeah, I think it's a beautiful, beautiful meat combination. And actually, mm. the other one on here was beef and horseradish. As yeah, like solid. Meat, yeah, absolutely solid. That, again, was a no. Uh, it was a no vote in favour of it not being a good combination. I strongly disagree. I think it is quite, although it gets up in my nostrils, like a really strong mm -hmm. mustard does. Where it's like, oh, oh, you can like, you're almost choking on it. It's so strong. Look, you, you know me, you know me. I'm, I'm a bit of a liberal, more left wing than I am right. But I, th I, I, I wouldn't mind if the government tracked down the US, the, the sort of IP addresses of the people who voted against Lama Mint and deported them. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just, I, I just feel it's you're not, you're not British. It's a strong case to be made. Yeah, I, I would say. Yeah, I, I, I other... think now. Go on. I was just going. I think now is the time to push that through Parliament. They're not busy. There's, I mean, well, I mean, you say they're not busy. You're right. They've got a roadmap now. There's a roadmap out of this thing. They've worked it all out. We're basically it's not set fast now and... enough. It's <laughs> not fast enough. I want to drink now. <laughs> we were watching the news the other day, and there was like this lad on there who was talking about how he thinks that golf courses and golf shops should be reopened. And I'm like, well, that's a very interesting stance to take. What job has he got? Oh, he owns a golf shop. Well, of course he thinks it needs to be reopened. Um, I don't. You've you've probably been sent this too, but every single older member of my family, so my my boomer relatives, <clears throat> has sent me the exact same picture. I th have you seen this? Uh, I've not seen it, that, uh, with the, uh, the the timetable. Basically, it's a, it's the timetable, but they've replaced the government guidance for each step to step one. Get drunk with one friend in the park. Step two. Get drunk with five other people in your garden. So it's all it's all framed around how drunk you can get. Yeah. That is as wonderful boomer humor. I do <laughs> I do appreciate a lot of that. Like me and me and Kate were talking about this when we were walking around the park uh the other day. That I mean, I I, I don't know how much you uh sort of know about this, but like the generation below us, the Gen Zers, they're not drinkers. 
Like we no. are pretty much the last generation of drinkers, like the generation that went to university. And a lot of that university time was going out and having some, uh, going out and having, I say some, a lot of drinks. Gen Zers now, they're not into it. They're into whatever. I don't know what they do, to be honest. What do they do at university? TikTok. And study, probably, the big dorks. I So the, the, have you seen this Korean, South Korean sensation of watching people study in silence no yeah yeah, yeah. no so, but way I, I can see i can see this because you know a lot of a lot of students are at home and they're kind of forced to study it, it's it's very isolating so what this is and it's it's been a south korean thing for a couple of years apparently but it's gone worldwide during the pandemic you'll get a live feed on youtube of someone studying and you'll just study along with them. They don't say anything. They're just reading. I think that's quite relaxing. Uh, I mean, maybe it's because I wasn't a studier. Like mm. I didn't, I didn't like, and I'm not saying this is a good thing. I got told off by a teacher once <laughs> saying this on a podcast. Um, I'm not advocating for this method, but I didn't study for any exams. So, or, or any coursework that I did. So I, I don't know if that would help me. Like, because there's always going to be that big distraction of, well, there's something else I could look at, though, isn't there? So you, you're advocating for the generate the next generation to drink more, study less. Ah, I'm not. I'm not saying that at all. I actually think it's a great thing that uh, the Gen Zers are not drinking uh, quite as much. But I think you know it is a di we're a dying breed essentially, and I think that sort of boomer humor of we're counting down to when we can go and have drinks in a park is kind of lost to this whole new generation mm. of people who don't see the ad like the value in that here's here's a just as a, a quick thing to potentially introduce a new segment because i think this kind of is related depending on what generation you're a part of who are actors in your mind because i was watching the departed last night with my lady friend and uh i was i was just talking about how great alec baldwin is alec baldwin i love him i love him and everything and she went, oh, uh, the guy from Friends. <laughs> that, that one episode of Friends where he's Phoebe's really optimistic boyfriend. And she was like, yeah, 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 yeah. To me, he's always the Friends guy. And I was like, he's he's Jack Donaghy from 30. But okay, okay. Who's Jim Carrey? Who's Jim Carrey to you? And she said, Truman Show. And I thought, okay, that's interesting. He's the mask to me. I would have taken Ace Ventura, but you've gone for Truman. So now I'm like, I'm like who are actors to people? Mm. Who's Jim Carrey to you? Jim Carrey to me is the uh, is the mask. That's yeah. that's who Jim like instantly. That is the first thing, as soon as you said um, Jim Carrey, my first thought was either the mask or Ace Ventura. That is why I would always jump towards. But yeah, that's a Not really dumb interesting and thing. Uh, Dumb and Dumber, yeah. I, I mean, that was his, you know, the th the 1994 Jim Carrey trilogy. Mm. Three back-to-back -back big hitters. It's no wonder he became a legend. Then he had Batman Forever. Who is Mike Myers to you? Wayne's World. Austin Powers. But maybe he's Shrek to a bunch of people. <laughs> he probably is. We, and we know. We know for a fact that... Actually, I don't know what the podcast split is, but like a lot of Gen Zers watch WrestleTalk content because we're now mm. the old people who just don't get it. They're the your kids who grew up with Miz as the champion. And they're now <laughs> nostalgic for that period of time where we're like, oh no, I was in my mid-20s. It was awful. Okay, so this is the debut of the new WrestleTalk podcast segment, who is Jim Carrey to you? No, who 
who is Alec Baldwin to you? Just so I can <laughs> just so I can use this in ammunition. Specifically, Alec Baldwin? Look, it's a, yes, you, you should open your response with who Alec Baldwin is to you, but yeah. then you can talk about any other actor you like. But I, I'm just I just I just before I go back to my my lady partner, I want a lot of evidence to show why I'm right. Because there's like is the argument of like you know is what is Justin Timberlake to you? Is Justin Timberlake an actor or a singer? Because to me, he's a singer. He's a singer. A lot of people, a lot of people would say no, he's an actor. And so I think that's another one. I remember having a conversation with a Gen Zer once who um, loved the song from Eight Mile by Eminem, but did not know it was from a movie. And Whoa. You know, when I told her, oh, it's from, oh yeah, it's a really good movie. She was just like, Eminem made a movie. I was like, yeah, that's what the song's for. He's literally doing the thing that he's saying in the in the song. Anyway, rat song. We need to wrap this up. Thank you all so much for listening. Uh, we'll be back on Thursday with the AEW podcast. Can't wait for that. Take care, everyone. Love you. Goodbye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.